0: the wind Daily Sports family. We made it. Week 18. End of a long season, but end of a very good season for a lot of us here at wind Daily and in the family. And we're happy to close it out with one more draft cast on one of those who knows what's going to happen this weekend, but we're going to give it a shot.
1: Joining me today, Dave, is Jason and Joel. What's up, Jay? Not much, man. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to Joel. Congrats on your win daily you come into the league the first year you take down number one you knock out isaiah in the finals it was no there was nothing to really worry about in this last game you know that buffalo cincinnati game so no drama you took it down man congrats on that and uh joel man happy new year to you as well man you guys looked pretty marvelous on your pga draft cast we have uh big shoes to fill over here in the nfl we're trying to Follow you guys in the PJ, man. You guys crushed it last night. So good job on that show. How's everything going, you Joel?
2: I'm doing well. I can't complain. I am loving that Wind Daily hat you have. I haven't seen the nice blue. I gotta know how many times do I have to outdraft you to get one of those blue hats? <laughs> the blue hats
1: were limited edition. I made like a hundred of the black hats. I might have a blue hat. I uh, Might have to get you one. Congrats on your Giants, man. It's, it's been a long time i seen the best picture I've seen so far is like a picture of Daniel Jones with the picture of the boat, like when they all went on the boat that time and he was like burning that picture. Um, somebody, somebody mocked that up. I thought it was kind of creative too. So man, uh, Giants in the playoffs, Cowboys in the playoffs, Thieves, Eagles in the playoffs, everybody but the commanders in, in the playoffs in the NFC East. So man, good luck to both your teams out there and uh, let's get this thing going, man, but Before we do this draft cast, um, let's go through this two and pass real quick um, to try to figure out, and this is the goal for this week, is to figure out who's actually going to play their players, who's got reason to play them, who's just maybe toying with us, saying that they're going to play, like, a 40-year-old Brady when it means nothing. I don't know why they would ever roll him out there. I know they looked like shit the entire year, and they looked kind of good last week against the Panthers, but, like... I don't buy some of these teams saying they're going to play everybody. So let's get through this, these games, Um, Patriots, bills, Joe, what do you feel about this game? The Patriots obviously have to win this game, you know, to my knowledge, but bills, where they stand, what do you think about this game overall?
2: Right now? I think honestly, it's hard to predict what you're going to get out of the bills, right? I mean, they, they had, they're probably hitting on an emotional shock. I don't even know if they can play a game this week. So um, from a, fantasy sports perspective and picking players i think you know they might be inspired and want to go out and win one you know and, and you know push but i'd probably sh- stay away it was just seems a lot of uncertainty and i don't know you know where their heads are at to be honest
1: what about the patriot side man they they gotta win this game it's a one o'clock game on sunday um any interest in stevenson or jacoby myers they had a pretty nice game you know last
2: week no uh, the Bills, you know, if we're, if we're going to base it off of who they're playing, right, like assuming that they are going to be playing for real, the Bills have a good run D, and the only offensive weapons in the Patriots I want to play are backs, and this is not a team to target running backs again. So I wouldn't look to, to play anyone in this game. Yeah,
1: Dave, this next game doesn't look too interesting as well. It's the Jets and the Dolphins. It looks like Skylar Thompson is probably going to be going for the Dolphins here. Jets out of the playoffs here. They can play spoiler to the dolphins that are, you know, they might have a shot to get in here. Um, Thoughts, jets, dolphins. Is this a scenario that you want to play any of these guys? Not gladly. One, I will look at is Tyree Kill, just
0: because I think the last time that Thompson did play, he got 11 catches. Um, in that Vikings game. so And that was one of those where um, I'm pretty sure Bridgewater just started, but Thompson was in there pretty fast. So I could see, you know, when you bring in these quarterbacks, you saw it last week with Stidham and Devontae Adams. You know, they kind of going to just target on their number one and just hope they bail them out. So I could see maybe a little sneaky, you know, under-owned action with Tyreek, especially after last week, him letting everyone down up in New England. So I'll play Tyreek. I'll lean off anything on the Jets. I, You know, I think Mike White could be okay. Um, and Garrett Wilson might is going for the rookie of the year, but it's just after seeing what they did against Seattle, I've lost a little bit of faith in the Jets offense.
1: Yeah. You know, as far as these AFC scenarios go, you got the chiefs who are trying to clinch. If they win, they got the number one scene by home field advantage. Um, if the bills lose, they're in um, the bills have a scenario where they need to win, you know, two games and they need to, the Chiefs to lose to get, you know, some of the home field advantage in the AFC. You know, the AFC title game for the South is whoever wins, Jaguars, Titans, pretty much if they get in, the other team doesn't get in. That's going to be a meaningful game, but that's going to be on Saturday. Um, the AFC North, the Bengals win, and they get that title. Or if the Ravens, I believe, lose, they're going in. The Patriots need a win they need the Dolphins to lose. They need the Jets and Steelers to lose. So there's a lot of things that the Patriots need, but they're going to actually try to play this game. The same thing with the Dolphins. They need, you know, a couple things to happen their way. They need the Patriots to lose. For them to get in. So scenario there. And then the Steelers, they're planning a meaningful game. They need the Dolphins to lose, the Jets, the Patriots to lose as well. For them to get in. So there's a lot of different scenarios. You know, do your homework. Check it out. Um, next game on the slate, Vikings, Bears, Joel, Anything here that seems interesting to you? We're going to be doing our draft cast in a minute, but trying to get through some of these games to see which of these teams actually need something right now. And the Vikings, what do they need, Joe? Is there anything that, you know, you like in this game for them?
2: So the Vikings, and I apologize if not fully up to date, the Vikings are still playing for first place, aren't they? I'm um, looking
1: at it right now. No, we'll no, no. no
0: um, because they lost last week. They're they game behind the Eagles, and they lost to them in.
2: So they can
0: I, Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm not sure how they can.
0: So, the might be team. one of those
1: teams. They might be one of those teams that are really have nothing to play for at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah. they're they're locked in for second or third between yeah between the Niners and them. Yeah.
2: So, you know, with that being said. You know, I, I would pump the brakes a little, knowing that maybe. do second?
1: Know. Let's let's start. Would second get them a bye though? If they're playing for second no. in the NFC. No.
2: No, it's only first
0: now. Now, you, here's the advantage, right? You get the seven seed, which looks like it's going to limp in as Green Bay, Seattle, or Detroit, or then you end up with a tough team in six, like the Giants. So I don't know what they want to play.
1: Too many scenarios. I think these coaches might just say, F it, let's just play our players and, and get a win and let things figure that's out on I their think. own. Yeah, so that's why a lot of these coaches are a little bit confused. You know, Vegas still has the Vikings at seven and a half point favorites here. Uh, projected to score 25 against, it looks like there's going to be no Justin Fields on the backside of it. So it's going to be Nathan Peterman. So it should be an easy win. Maybe look at Dalvin Cook here. We'll talk about that. Um, Ravens, Bengals. Both these well,
0: teams should. let's just One thing, though. Justin Jefferson can break the all-time receiving record this weekend. I think it's like – it's a lot. It's like 190-something in there, 180. I'm, I mean, I wouldn't put it past, you know, Minnesota to really air it out to him to, to set an all-time record. So, just something to keep an eye on. There's a lot of things this weekend you want to keep an eye on, those like bonuses. Remember when Gronk was going for his like seven catches in that one game the other year? There's a, lot, a bunch of those out there. Jefferson's won. Pat Mahomes got to go for 420 to set the all-time passing record, too.
1: Yeah. um, With the Vikings, looking at Vegas, you know, they still got the Vikings scoring 25 and a half points here. Um, Bears not too good, only 18. So I'm going to lean at least early in the week. It's Wednesday. Obviously, we'll have more shows. We'll have our serious show on Saturday. We'll have more clarity. Uh, But go to Vegas. You know, Vegas usually projects. They don't want to be on the wrong side of millions of dollars of bets. Um, getting these over-unders wrong. So that's my guidance right now. Minnesota's favored by 7.5, projected to score 25. So seems like the starters going to be playing there. As far as Baltimore and Cincinnati, I think they're running all their starters. Both sides of this is you know a game that means something. Bengals still have a game to potentially make up for, so they're playing for something here. Ravens need to get their seating in, so I think they're playing everybody. Probably no Lamar Jackson. I'm assuming they're saving him for the playoffs at this point. Um, So this is a game that since he's favored by seven projected score, 24 Ravens sitting around 17 Ravens offense been, you know, sputtering with with Huntley behind them. So not so much on that side. I like the Bengals are going to be interesting here. Um, And then we got the Bucks and Falcons, Joe. I heard earlier today that they're going to ride out Brady, which makes absolutely no sense. They're going to play starters here. You know, me and Dave were talking earlier. Dave was saying they look like trash anyway, so they need practice time. But I don't know. You think Brady rolls a whole four quarters?
2: I can talk myself into it, right? I think they started to show improvement last week. They looked pretty good on offense. Maybe they want to carry some momentum into this week and then ride that into the playoffs. Uh, And if that is what their plan is, and they really want to maybe show that they can run up the score and and have a big day, this is the matchup to do it, right? This is one of the worst pass defenses in the league, so – Maybe this is a spot where they want to get right. They want to show out and kind of build some confidence going into the playoffs. I think it is a good spot, but maybe you can target some of these uh, Buccaneers on the offense.
1: Yeah, the next game, we can pretty much skip over most of this, but maybe the Saints uh, become somewhat interesting. Dave, Panthers are done. They lost to Brady last week, so they're done. The Saints, they're at home, three-and-a-half-point favorites with Andy Dalton and, and Kamar and Olavi and Shaheed. Um, Saints, you know, what's your thoughts here? Is there anything that they're playing for at this point in the season?
0: Yes, yeah. So, the Eagles have their first round draft pick, so a big win last week. And then, if they can keep winning, um, obviously that's their kind of motivation to, to make that pick in the teens instead of in the you know single digits. So, I think the Saints are playing for something. I like Olave a lot this week, he was a big target last week. Johnson, you know, Jay, we talked about it on the pre lock show, I don't know how, I don't know why. But Dalton just loves him some Johnson. And I, I could see him being a viable target this on this uh, slate as well. And then it's, if you look at Carolina, um, they're a running machine. Um, you, we can't really figure out which one it is. But um, I wouldn't be mad if you got in some Hubbard action this week. I think they do want to see what they have with Hubbard more than any of them because Hubbard was that lead guy at OK State. So I, I like Hubbard a little bit as well this week.
1: Joel, next game on the slate, Browns-Steelers. Browns are – you know they're done. They're playing spoiler here in the division game. Steelers supposed to score twenty-one. Asper Vegas the Browns at nineteen. Over/under set at forty. Steelers only favored by two and a half at home. Any love for, for Najee in this passing game? Maybe a Deontay or Frymuth? Or is this a complete fade? Um, AFC North battle.
2: You know I just there's not. I don't have a lot of confidence in the Steelers offense. Uh, they typically have the, the highest scoring. If any, I would look at Najee just because um, the Browns have been pretty weak against the running backs, and you know he is their guy, so if there's a spot for one guy to, to have when it's in, but Najee's been pretty bad this year, so he's not someone I'm going to be overexposed to.
0: Dave, But he looked game. great
2: last week. He did. He like, I, I, I like your point.
0: He yeah. actually looked running hard. One of his best games ever, I thought.
2: I agree. He did show improvement. My theory, and you know what do I know, right, but... My theory is that I don't necessarily – I didn't think that Najee was broken. I just thought the offense was, and he wasn't getting holes. And, I, yep. you know, I thought they had a good week last week. I'm not sure that's something they can do consistently. But you're right. This is the team that they should be able to find some success on the ground, if any.
1: Yeah, so next game on the slate, I think we can pencil as, you know, this is completely lost game. Colts, Texans, nobody's playing for anything, you know – Low scoring game, total 38 and a half. Both quarterbacks are out for me. The passing game, they haven't been doing anything all year. So pretty much is a, a fade spot. Um, Dallas, Washington, the Cowboys playing for some things, trying to move up and seeding here. Their projected score 24. Um, Sam Howell is quarterbacking for the Commanders, So maybe some Dallas D, maybe some Dallas offense. I think Dallas is a team that we know what we're going to get from them. We know what we want. I'm going to see what's going on with Pollard if he's out again, which I don't think he would be. But if he's out again, Zeke becomes interesting. This passing game has been pretty consistent to CD, Dalton Schultz. Um, Joel, you talk about the next game, though. Dabble comes out and says the Giants are going to play everybody, which makes no sense. The Eagles got something to play for here. Do you want any – do you want your Giants to play? Does it make any sense to you for them to play a tough game when the Eagles are actually fighting for a spot?
2: Listen, I mean, the. I think what we, were, we talked about pre-show, right? The year they won the Super Bowl, they had something to play for that game, and they, they went out and gave a great effort against the Patriots, uh, and they lost, can go short, but it gave them a lot of confidence going into the playoffs, and maybe they're trying to find something like that where they have a good game against one of the better teams and bring some momentum, but there's definitely risk that, you know, this game doesn't mean anything, and and, you know, if it's not a really close game in the second half that they just sit Saquon or, or, or Denny Dime. So even though I do think the Giants are playing good football and they're a good football team, they're also not the best fantasy team, right? This is not a team that's going to score in bunches typically. So from a scoring and fantasy perspective, I don't think you need to target too many Giants. Um, I'd probably look elsewhere.
1: Yeah. The Eagles playing for the number one seed. They're going to be playing to win. Uh, what's the talk with Jalen Hurts, Dave? It is Hurts a full go is he is he a guy that you can be drafting first in this draft cast in about two
0: minutes (laughs) he could be i think he's a full go practice today um i think we've seen the end of the mania so i you know (laughs) people are thirsting for some more hurts so i i think they're gonna find a way to get him in there listen you get another week off next week if you can get through this game with a win um it's 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 very important to the Eagles. I think you'll see Hertz out there, and I, I think you'll play well too. Joe, let me just ask you one question. Let's rewind two years ago. The Eagles had nothing to play for. We're playing the Washington Commanders, and they kind of tanked it in the fourth quarter to knock the Giants out of the playoffs. You kind of remember that? Um, Hertz was the starter, and they actually brought in some – I'm going to remember the name in a minute here – while we were winning, and we ended up losing in the fourth. I think the Giants slightly remember that, and that's why I'm wondering if that's their motivation this week.
2: It's an interesting take. It's a good point. Um, my only counter to that would be
1: Different how many field? guys
2: are on the it's team. It's a new coach, here. but it's the same owner. That's why I, I, I don't know. I don't know. If that, yeah. Um, it's an idea. It could, be. Yeah. it could be. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, regardless of that, that's a good point too, but like – The Giants want to beat the Eagles if they can affect the Eagles season. That's like the Giants and Eagles are rivals, right? If the Giants can negatively affect the Eagles season in any way, they're gonna want to do that. So like I do think if this game is close in the second half, the Giants are gonna keep their guys in and try and win the game. That's what I think. But if they're down even like, you know, if it's you know twenty four seven, there there's no need to keep the guys in. That's fine, get them out and let's go to the playoffs.
1: Yeah, next game. Next game on the slate, um, San Fran going to steamroll the Cardinals. I don't know what the hell happened last week. You know, the fact that the Raiders without Derek Carr goes out there and almost beat the Niners, shocking. But that's been the NFL season the entire year. It's like when you don't think things will happen, things happen. Um, the Cardinals are not going to beat the Niners. You know, there's no Hopkins. There's, you know, there's no Kyler Murray. They got nothing to play for. Vegas got a projected to score 13. McCaffrey's look good, great the last couple of weeks when there's been no Debo Samuel. Debo might be back. They're playing for their bye as well. Um, so McCaffrey definitely in play outside of McCaffrey. Not too many people are going to be targeting in the San Fran game. Chargers, Broncos, this is kind of weird to me. Um, have you heard anything? Because I'm looking at the Vegas line right now. Chargers projected to score 18 against the Broncos. I know the Broncos' defense is okay, But 18 points, that seems like Vegas thinks that the Chargers might not, you know, play all their players, if they play any of their players. I think there's some seeding with potentially avoiding certain teams where if they win, they can potentially maneuver a little bit. But Vegas doesn't look like the Chargers aren't favored. The Chargers are only projected to score under 20. makes me think that Vegas knows something about the Chargers and they're not going to play uh, their starters or the entire game. Joe, any thoughts here on this line? Kind of fishy to me, kind of tipping their hand to to my, to my point. That's what I'm looking at right now.
2: I agree with you. It's fishy enough to scare me off. Um, so, I mean, in, in, unless it changes or if I read something that, that confirms that these guys will play, um, I don't think I'd want to go there because that doesn't smell right. And uh, and then the worst thing you can do is, is lose because you have a guy in your line that just didn't play.
1: Yeah, next game, Joel, just break down the Ram seahawks before we get into this draft cast. Obviously, a lot more to talk, to talk about. Hop over to windailysports.com. Hop in our expert chat. Check out our serious show. Saturday night, 5 to 8, C&I will be breaking down the entire slate, and more news will come out, and we'll get some coach talk from Wednesday until Saturday afternoon sometime. So you'll definitely want to see that show if you have serious radio. If not, hop in our expert chat, and then our guys, Nick, And Nick will be on Sunday at 11 a.m. on this YouTube channel with all the information right before lock and and really dissecting who to play, who not to play. But, Joe, real real quick, break down this Rams-Seahawks game because the Seahawks obviously need to win to get in here. So this could be a team that we could target.
2: So I actually think this is a really interesting spot for fantasy for both ends, right, because the Rams side, they all have something to prove. They had a horrible year. Um, it's the last week. Some of these guys are fighting for jobs, for contracts. They're going to come out and give everything they have to put something positive on tape. And the Seahawks need to win. Right? This team, the Steppers, to go to the playoffs. They've been playing pretty well. And this Rams defense just hasn't been the Rams defense we thought they'd be. They're beatable. Teams have gotten to them. Um, so I actually think there could be some scoring here. I think some guys can make some plays. Um, I'll be interested in everyone from, you know, on the Rams side, Cam Akers. Uh, especially my favorite play. And then on the Seahawks side, I think you can go from the passing attack from Geno to uh, uh, Metcalf and and so on.
1: There you go, man. So let's get into this stream real quick and do the draft cast. Um, It's all set up. We're ready to rock. Dave, I think you win pretty much every week. So you can decide on the order here and figure who's going first in this draft cast real quick. Dave, you with us or you're frozen? He kind of looks frozen, Joe. I don't know if he's I'll, with us. No, now he's back. You know what? Back. I'll there give it to uh, you, Jay. All right. You let me go did I, first. Did I freeze. sorry. sorry.
0: Uh, I was moving stuff around here. Yep.
1: No, you're all good now. Uh, first pick, I don't want Jalen. I'll let you have Jalen. Um, he looks like, you know, a strong play, of course. I want somebody early. I want to get my quarterback out of the way just in case one of you guys – go out there and steal them. So let me think here. Wasn't prepared for the first pick. I thought you are going to take it for yourself here. Let me go. Ugh. Don't like this guy either, though. Yeah, you know what? Let me go safe. There's not too many safe guys. Let me go and get a discounted uh, Dak Prescott. Hope he plays. All right. I'll let you Joe- say that go after every second. pick.
2: Wow, me, okay. Um, hmm, tough call here, but I'm going to go ahead and take – I guess I'll go with the guy who I just mentioned. I like the what I've seen from – over the last couple of weeks, I really like what I've seen from Cam Akers. Again, it's another really good matchup for him in, in the Seattle defense who's bottom three against the run. Um, he'll get plenty of opportunities, so I, I'm going to pick him to finish the year strong.
1: Okay.
0: All right, I like it. I'm going to jump to the Cincy combo. I I remember a game a few years ago, actually, when Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase put up like 70 against Baltimore. They got to win this game to win the division. I'm going to take the, the Cincinnati pass game here and see if they can light it up on the board.
2: Okay. You get another pick. That's funny. I was going to take Joe Burrow and I really didn't think you were going to say, like, I'll wait. I can get him later. I'm really <laughs> surprised. So, okay. There. All right. This is how the draft cast goes. You got to, you got to adjust. Um, all right, then I'm going to go ahead and take my value running back here. Um, one of my rules this season has been attack Houston on the ground. they have just been pretty bad on the ground all year. The run defense has been bad. Uh, The Colts want to run the ball. Uh, Zach Moss has taken over as the primary back. He hasn't had any great games, but he's been pretty solid. If he gets a 100-yard game and a score, um, he will blow out a $5,200 price tag. So um, I just like the price tag. This is more of a GPP play because if he can't find the end zone at this price, um, I think that will really help you get creative with the rest of your lineup.
1: There you go. Um, I love it.
0: You picked two two guys from my um, fantasy team. On daily, Because <laughs> and Moss. Got a, me that <laughs>
1: let me yeah. go. Let me go. I get two picks here, right? Yes. Right. Two picks. Yep. Yeah. Right, I'll, I'll go with CD lamb. I'll, I'll complete my stack here with Dak. And then the young kids look pretty damn good. I think, you know, if you're looking to, you know, go in a, in a game, that's not meaningful. Um, go with some rookies, go with guys who are fighting for a contract. Um, this guy's price has been, you know, 4k, 5k for the last three or four games, pretty much the whole entire year, but he's assumed the lead back role for Atlanta. So I'll go Algier 5,600. If I'm playing guys in unmeaningful games, give me rookies, um, and give me somebody that's proven to, you know, basically take the entire backfield. I know Corderell snuck one in last week, but. Algier still had a pretty good game. And prior to that, he's had some monster games. So Tampa doesn't scare me. They might be resting some guys offensively, defensively, middle of the pack, rush defense. So give me Algier, 5,600.
2: I like it. I do. Is that for me on the clock? Yes. Yep. All right. All right. I'm going to go ahead and go with – so I'm... I guess I am a glutton for punishment. As you could probably tell, I've been following this. I probably draft this guy every other week. Um, he was pretty disappointing the last couple of weeks, but I think he's going to of a great bounce back. I think he's one of the most underrated receivers in the league. He's going to have a huge year next year. Seems like a really good matchup for Garrett Wilson. Um, he's going to get Mike White back under center, who he tends to be better. He wasn't good last week, but I think this is going to be a good get-right spot in a, in a really plus matchup.
1: Okay. Works for me.
0: I like it. You stole Algier from me. Nice pick. Um, I was trying to decide where I was going to go there, but I'm going to go with another cheap running back and go Lataviary versus that terrible Chargers run defense. Getting in the 5K range, Jay. Like you said, I think there's value this week there.
1: Okay. What is next? And wait, I got one more. I got
0: one more. Um, I'm going to take a swing on Khalil Herbert
2: as well.
1: Okay, Joe, it's on you now, buddy.
2: Well, I meant what I said before. I did. I really do like this Bengals pass offense against the Ravens, another team that's a funnel defense. Right they're really good against a run, and they're pretty bad against the pass. So seeing as Chase is already off the board, go ahead and give me Higgins.
1: I got two picks. I feel like everybody hopefully will finally be off this guy since everybody got burned by him the last couple weeks. Um, plain spoiler, like you guys said, um, give me 2 2 Atwell. He's still getting some targets, not doing much with the targets. Everybody thought he's going to have a great game. He hasn't had that great game as of yet. Hasn't really got that rapport going with Baker here. But um, trying to target this game, late game. Don't have to worry. Uh, too much about this guy not playing. Now I'll go Kenneth Walker. Um, Seattle's got to win. He's 6,400. 100-yard games in the past two games. 100 yards versus a tough Jets defense last week. He should be able to roll against these Rams. Um, nice price tag, 6,400. Staying at mid-range. And I'm pretty much throwing a little game stack here with the Rams in Seattle where I think both these teams are going to be playing hard.
2: All right. Puts me back on the clock here. For when I target uh, the tight end position, I like to target matchups. Right There's, te- there's certain matchups that guys, uh, you know, the tight teams are just really poor against the tight end. There's two guys right now that are the obvious plays. I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, Conklin, Tyler Conklin and the Jets. Um, I mean, you have both have quarterbacks. So it's pretty obvious where I'm going for the quarterback position. I'm a glutton for punishment. He's punished me multiple times. But I'm going to go back. Um, Obviously, you'll wait and see until I get the pick later on. (laughs) All right, Dave,
1: it's (laughs) on you, bud. All right. I am going
0: to go with – who did I have there? I'm sorry. I had him lined up. Yeah, I'm going to go with Najee Harris. We talked about it before. Put him in the flex versus a bad Cleveland defense in a game that means something to Pittsburgh. Um, so I like him there and then I'm going to go with my defense just cause it's one of those weeks where I think we can, uh, attack some cheap defenses here and I am going to take, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the Falcons and hope Brady doesn't play. <laughs>
2: that works. Joel, you're up, right? All right. I'm going to go ahead and take, uh, DK Metcalf, um, you know, he, they played the Rams just three or four weeks ago. He had 130 yards and a touchdown and torched them. This game means everything for them. Uh, they need to win. It's a big game. You know, it's another, I think, good spot for him to have a big day.
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Jets defense going against Skyler Thompson. Um, Jets are playing spoiler here in division. Going to go there, 2,600. Got a cheap D that's been pretty solid the entire year. And then I'm going to go with a double stack here. I already got Dak and CD. Um, if it's not CD and passes, it's probably Dalton Schultz. Nice value, 4,500. It's been pretty consistent all year long. So let me get a nice outing for from Dak here in a game that they want to win here for seeding um, and complete that stack.
2: All right, back to me. Nice. I'm going to go ahead and take. Uh, I'm going to take the cheapest defense that there is in the Cardinals' defense. Listen, Brock Purdy has played well, but he's the mystery. Rowland, the last pick, he's a rookie. I'm looking to get a cheap defense that has a chance of getting some turnovers, and I think there's certainly an opportunity there for the cheapest defense on the board.
1: Okay.
0: Next. Okay. Uh, well, you guys took tight ends, and I would like. Did yeah, I get it. You're good. Uh, I'm gonna go Higby. Okay, cool. I will go Higby. Solid
1: play for sure. God, I was looking targets. at earlier.
0: Um, and then I'll I got two wide receivers left. And I'm gonna take one in the Eagles game,
2: and I'm gonna go Devonte Smith. Well, that helps me because I was deciding between Devontae Smith and uh, one other player, and since you just stuck him, I guess I'm going with the other player. So uh... I hate you both, bro, because those are the two guys I was effing looking at right now. Oh, man,
1: that screws up everything.
2: <laughs> I will, I'm will. i going to go with Nick Chubb. I'm going with Nick Chubb. uh um, okay. that it's a big rivalry game. They want to ruin it for the for the uh, Steelers, so um, I think he definitely has a chance to make a few plays here.
1: Okay, I'm gonna go with. I thought you were going with AJ Brown here, but uh, I'll take AJ Brown first, and then I'm left with 4700 here. Hmm, good question here. A uh, couple plays. Look, this this last flex spot, McCaffrey. Um, if there's any way he's out, I think Davis Price, you know, might get in there. Um, people's jones in the same price tag at 4700 kind of looks interesting here um looking at the boards give me another second i can't think of anything. i'll take a shot on people's jones for gpps but ugh kind of ugly it's been kind of weak can go curtis samuel slayton you know what actually no Uh, give me Peoples Jones, whatever. Maybe breaks a long one here. Don't like that spot. There's gonna be a better spot at, at 4,700 once we get to lock on Sunday. But as of right now, I'm not seeing much else in that zone. I don't want to hold up you guys. I like oh, it.
0: Cool. The only other one I would look at a Giants receiver, but you can't trust them. I yeah, like I was it.
1: looking at I was looking at Slate in there. I was looking at Tyler Boyd there. Um, Kareem Hunt. you need to know some information about Chubb not playing um curtis samuel potentially dotson's in that area too um you know dotson probably a stronger player i probably should have went dotson with this dallas stack but picks already made
2: all right i'm gonna obviously i'm gonna go and take mike white um i actually like mike white i think he's a good boy he's had a few big days he hasn't found the end zone at all after the first week but I think there's some positive touchdown regression coming. This is a very positive matchup, and one of those defenses that's good against the run, not great against the pass. So uh, I'm hoping you know, and he has some incentive, right? This is a guy fighting for a starting job that's not promised to him, so he isn't up to go out and have a big week.
0: I like that call, dude. I love he he let some people down last week, but I think he's gonna come back and play well against that bad D this week. And I'm gonna go with another guy that let people down a little bit last week. Greg Dorch he did get four receptions, but only 10 yards. Um, he's, he's been getting a lot of the targets. He had 11 targets again. So I think um, I'll take him as a under 4,000 receiver
1: to put over a lineup that I think is balanced and has people that play. Okay, I think we're pretty much done there. I really want to change my pick to Dotson, but uh, Go ahead. it's up to you guys. Go yeah, ahead. change it to Dotson. I got, a, I got a Dallas stack here. It makes a lot more sense. Uh, I know Sam Howell's quarterbacking, but they're going to be playing from behind. Dotson, big play material. So, give me Dotson over Donovan Peoples-Jones, which means Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to kick return for a touchdown. (laughs) He's going to catch two two bombs. He's probably going to score three touchdowns on Sunday. So, everybody else, you guys should definitely be playing uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, but trying to do a little game stack here with Dallas Stack. So, look, there's so much more information that's got to populate between now and Sunday. Super tough to make a lineup in week 18. Uh, without all the information so my biggest suggestion i'll ask you guys but again really lock in you gotta you know follow this coach talk it's too early on wednesday there's gonna be coaches that are gonna be straight up liars there's gonna be coaches mm-hmm. that are actually telling the truth they're gonna be players that will get information on friday to saturday that just doesn't make sense to play like i don't know as much as the giants want to beat the eagles it makes no sense to play saquon barkley You know, Brady should not be playing in a meaningless meaningless game week 18 at his age. And same thing with Godwin and, you know, these guys who had injuries in recent past that we got to lock in with that. And, you know, look at these game stacks. I I think a safe way to go is overly stack, you know, these teams where, you know, they're playing for a seed or to get in the playoffs. Uh, So you don't have to worry about that because that'd be a shitty way to lose. You just, like Joel said or Dave said, one of you guys said, you don't want a zero in your lineup like, you really want to take a shot on somebody, take a shot. Let other people make that mistake and take those risks who don't do the research and and find out too early to tell on Wednesday, but by Saturday night, Sunday morning, we'll be able to tell. And we have a good Saturday slate too. The Saturday slate yep. looks to be, you know, you got that game, Tennessee and Jacksonville, everybody's going to be playing. I don't even know how the Raiders hung in that game, but they'll probably try to hang in this game too with Stidham and you know, if, if Devontae and Jacobs and Waller are playing, maybe they somehow hang in this game against the Chiefs. You know, it's going to be a two-game slate or a showdown slate. So, you're going to get different. You have some fun with it. But those games should be good. Sunday, we need more information. Joe, any any words of wisdom before we get get off the show?
2: Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, right? This is a weird week. Don't play it like any other week get you if you're going to play this week do you take the time to listen especially Sunday morning on the news that comes out cuz by Sunday morning coaches kind of tip their hat a little bit of guys will play some guys will play the whole game you need to know that and if you don't know that and if you're not going to spend the time to look then don't waste your money playing because one mistake is going to cost you your week so if you're on top of it if you feel like you have an edge cuz you know which guys you'll be getting time will be targeted it could be a good way to make money too but just make sure you're prepared.
1: Yeah, I think there's a massive edge on weeks like this because a lot of people, like even me and you, Joe, saying like, I don't even know if I really want to play this week because it's going to be annoying as hell to kind of di- decipher what's real, what's fake. But a lot of people won't. they go it's going, to, oh, let me go play this guy. Let me play that guy. And they, they're going to get goose eggs, you know, come Sunday. So I think there'll be a big edge. But you're going to have to lock in on Saturday night, Sunday morning. In our expert chat, by sunny, you know, we have 11 o'clock a.m. show on the same YouTube channel. You lock in with us or on Twitter, ask questions, and we'll know the entire game plan by then. So there will be a massive edge for the people who play and people who lock their lineups on Wednesday and Thursday they don't come back and check them. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some overlay too. So look out for overlay. And then one other thing, you know, save your bankroll for the playoffs. The playoffs are really fun, especially the first two weeks where you really know who's playing. Um, and you can really fire away and build that rent bankroll through, you know, the playoffs instead of risking it a little bit on the last week. Dave, any thoughts, anything in the betting markets that you like so far?
0: Well, what I'll say is it, it, everything you guys said is right. And don't forget the incentives big week. I'm telling you week 18. You want to watch guys out there. Zay Jones needs two catches. Um, there's a bunch of guys. Tyler Higby needs 13 yards, so not only you know from a DFS but also betting perspective, look at these guys to try and put up some decent numbers. Teams don't mind paying out some of these bonuses to guys they really like. So, I like Higby in the prop market wherever you can get his yards and receptions. I'm really going to be looking at um, he's playing for $500,000. Remind me of the ground. he's gonna get
1: 13, bro. He's gonna get 13, unless they oh, bench yeah. his ass like 13 is easy, but yeah, I got 100%. Um... You know, quarterbacks want to, want to get their guys paid. Same thing yep. with running backs, everything else. So it makes a lot of sense. So look out for those narratives. Uh, we'll try to post notes in our expert chat at Wind Daily Sports as the week goes on. We see something that makes sense. Um, incentives mean a lot. $500,000, man. If you give me – I could get 13 yards for $500,000, <laughs> man. Just give me a couple routes, man. I has got to be safe. I don't want to go over the middle, but get me the ball on the outside somewhere. I think I can get 13 yards right now. But uh, everybody have a happy – New year, fresh new year, build that bankroll. You know, if you haven't seen the PGA show, these guys were killing it last night. They got outright first round leaders, fun tournament. Uh, Joel, you guys sold me the fact that there's no cut tomorrow uh, makes me feel like I'm going to be in it till Sunday, which sometimes I don't feel. So I might make a lineup or two tonight. I'm going to ask for some help in expert chat in a couple of minutes. But, you know, PJs, you guys are going to be killing it. Um See, I think, said bet your entire house, your entire bankroll on a couple players. Who was it? Victor Hovland was the guy, for first-round leader, I think. And seemed like Spencer was pretty confident on Cantlay and Scotty Shoffler, whatever the hell the guy's name is, to take down the tournament. So, Joe, who's your favorite guy tomorrow? Let's get some crossover.
2: It's it's a unique tournament because it's a tournament of champions. You've got a lot of big names, but not – So much of the... Did you bet anything? Did
1: you bet anything? Like an easy bet that you think is good? Or did you bet any outrights yourself?
2: Uh, I have not yet. I play more fantasy than I do bet on outrights. I am going to put a few tickets in, though, before tomorrow. Um, My favorite play, I think, for the outright, if you want to play for value, is probably Will Zalatoris. I think people are overrating his injury from last year. It was months ago. He's 25 years old. I think he's healthy. And if if we knew for 100% he was fully healthy his odds would be much smaller. So I think you can get him at like 25 to one right now, which is where I'll be looking.
1: That's for first round or outright to win a whole tourney? All right. Okay. Well, good luck to that. Good luck in your tournaments. If you're playing these crazy parlays, man, don't like show me the, the $20,000 winner, like text me beforehand so I can get some action <laughs> uh, tomorrow, man. But good luck in your games. Dave, any last thoughts?
0: No, but golf is a big spot for me, Joe. I like JT only because he plays well there. Not, you know, not a value play, but my value plays Tom Kim. Just
2: love the guy. So, can't well, if you, wait. Yeah, check out if you check out the show from last night. We we had a whole saber We talked about there's a chance Tom Kim's the best player on door, right? We've right, exactly. Been, like, I'm with you. I'm playing that, him. Tom right? Kim. He's 21 years old. I mean, he's shown like he's one of the best. So. How is old is he? A few great results, and he's gonna be 21k range 21? every here on out. Yeah, he's 20, yeah, he huh?
0: He's got like almost as many wins as Tiger did at that age. It's like right there, like it's crazy. The way he's I think going.
2: people are pumping the brakes on him because he hasn't hit it very far off the team. So like, well, he can't hit it 350 yards, so he's not that That's good, okay. but he's so good at everything else, and I don't think it really matters.
0: Yeah, that course is, is weird too. You gotta hit it far because you get past some of the hills, so it'll be interesting.
2: Yeah, but his, he's one of the best Iron players on tour, and he's good with the long irons. I think he can make up for it. All
1: right, top 10. Play that, table All right, top ten Tom Kim. Sounds right, Ben. All right, good luck, everybody. Hop in an expert chat. We'll have a lot more info coming down the pipe, you know, on Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So enjoy your week. Go win some money in golf. Go win some money in NBA, and we'll be back uh, Sunday morning kicking it on our pregame show.